Hi, everyone, and welcome to Leaders in the Arena. My name is Jenny Whitener. I'm the CEO of Bridge Innovate, and it's our pleasure to welcome you to today's program. As we're getting oriented, if you're joining us live for the podcast, please feel free to log in uh, on the chat, introduce yourself and your organization. And throughout today's program, we'll be monitoring the chat to see if there are any questions that we need to share with Bo and get his perspective. So thanks for being with us today. As we get started, uh, just a bit about Leaders in the Arena. It's hosted by Bridge Innovate. We are a network of strategists and consultants that team up with our clients to spark distinctive strategies, courageous leadership, and agile change. Today's podcast is designed to share valuable insights and lessons from leaders in the arena uh, to support you and inspire you on your innovation journey. Today, it's our pleasure to have with us Bo Drake, Vice President of Economic and Workforce Development at Chattanooga State Community College and Interim Executive Vice President of TCAT in Chattanooga. Bo has been instrumental in the creation of SETWORKS, which stands for the Southeast Tennessee Works, a collaborative effort with the Chattanooga Area Chamber of Commerce and others focused on both short and long-term pathways to economic mobility. Now, there's more. He's busy. He's a busy guy. He's also a member of the Network for Southern Economic Mobility and served in the advisory capacity for them. He's completed the Harvard Business School Young American Leaders Program and the Tennessee Higher Education Commission Leadership and Fellows Program. Prior to Chat State, he served nearly five years as Executive Director of the Corporate College of Ivy Tech Community College in Southwest Indiana. We're thrilled he's even further south now. He Bo holds an Associate Applied Science degree in Business Administration from Ivy Tech Community College and a Bachelor of Arts in Speech Communication from Northern Kentucky University and a Master's in Human Services from Liberty University. We are thankful that he resides in Chattanooga, Tennessee with his wife and his two sons. Bo, thanks so much for joining us for uh, Leaders in the Arena. Thanks for having me, Jenny. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Me too. It's been great to serve with you uh, on the Community Workforce Development Forum that's sponsored by the Chattanooga Chamber and UNAM here as they're working and dedicated to helping those underemployed and unemployed reach a thriving rage. So I've learned so much from you. Uh, you've been an inspiration every time I'm working with you, the creativity, the knowledge you have around building a skilled workforce. So it's just perfect today to have you here as our guest to talk about that, how to grow a skilled workforce. But first, as we get started, I would love for you to tell uh, a little bit more about yourself and how, you know, what your passion is around creating a capable workforce. And then we'll go into our questions for today's program. Great. Well, again, thanks for having me today, Jenny. Um, you know, I think it's important to understand where I came come from. Number one, I'm an only child raised by a single mom. And so I grew up watching my mom work really hard and growing her business and the amount of time and effort she put in. Um, she, she really had a dedication and energy for her work, and that was inspirational to me. I had a first career in the insurance industry, and my last stop was doing mergers and acquisitions at Nationwide Insurance, but I found something was missing from my life in my work, and I didn't feel fulfilled in that work. 
Uh, and I loved my experience as a student at a community college. And so when the opportunity presented itself, uh, I dove right into uh, in community college with the goal of uh, being the conduit between education and employers, uh, having the background to know how to work at the speed of business. Well, you can tell that you have a passion for this. You're extraordinary in helping others, you know, achieve their dreams and become a great part of the workforce. Talk to us a little bit about the state of the situation. You know, what's what are we experiencing? What's going on with the availability of a skilled workforce? What is what's the data say to us today in terms of the current situation? Yeah, the the situation uh, is undeniably challenging. But at the same time, uh, there's optimism to be had. So when we kind of look at the national scale of employment, uh, and we've been hearing this for many months, uh, going all the way back to coming out of COVID, uh, we have more jobs than we have available people. And, and so that's a big challenge. Uh, one of the other uh, specific data points that I'm, I'm trying to bring more attention to is that in the year 2026, we'll have about 9 million 18-year-olds in the U.S. And in 2029, we'll have about 8 million 18-year-olds. So that's a decline of about a million uh, future workers over that short three-year period in time. And so I think it's a moment for us to really pause and take a look at our strategies uh, as to how to engage a workforce uh, to help create one today and into the future. And certainly the K-12 system is a key component of that, but those numbers alone indicate that that cannot be our only solution. And for those that are curious as to why uh, such a precipitous drop in, uh, in birth rate, all you have to do is rewind the clock and take a look at uh, the housing recession uh, in the, the the Great Recession that we were in as well, there was a lot of uncertainty, uh, and so fewer fewer kids were had because of that. Well, I mean, I think the picture that you paint for us is very real and very dire. I mean, there are many who would say that a, a good crisis is the best catalyst for great innovation, and I think we are there. We are there when you look at those kinds of numbers. What do you see in terms of the greatest opportunity to grow our regional workforce? What are the major things that people need to be thinking about? Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, it, it may be returning to how we used to do things 50, 60, 70 years ago. Uh, when you take a look at the enrollment at, say, Chattanooga State and the enrollment at our four-year partner, UTC, um, I would say the vast majority, and I think you could even go to say 80% of our collective students are working at the same time that they're going to school. And so this, this is the age old question that we have uh, for many of us, you go to school so that you can get that diploma, that certificate, uh, so that you can get a job interview for the career for which you have been studying for the last two to four years. And then you go to that job interview and of course you sit down with the interviewer and they say congratulations you've earned this diploma now tell me what experience you have and the candidate says i've been working in a job unrelated to the field for which i have been going to school for the last several of years in hopes that you would hire me to give me experience 
And that is a gap that, in my opinion, creates the greatest and most immediate opportunity for us to be able to close the skills gap. When you look at the uh, enrollment numbers, again, between the higher ed education institutions here in Southeast Tennessee, uh, we have the enrollment to support the needs within the workforce. And so I think an opportunity to look at joining education and employment so that they're happening simultaneously is critical. Um, in 2018, Chattanooga State rolled out its very first college-sponsored registered non-union apprenticeship program. And we did that so that we could support businesses large and small and help them attract individuals into a program and then connect them immediately to the field for which they wanted to study in. That seems to make a lot of sense to me. We have some companies that are doing that, and maybe we'll get into that a little later, but I think it's a tremendous opportunity for us to unlock the talent uh, that we have available right now. Right, I think you're making a great point that as employers are looking at this challenge, they have to open their perspective, right? Be, be open to a new way of thinking around building skill sets at that same time that they're connecting to work that fusing of learning and working and also just you know getting really clear about what the fundamental skills are so they can build on top of that and begin to take talent and bring them in in a way that they will develop them in new ways that they haven't thought of before so i think your call out to the employer community is really important talk a little bit more about that because i know that as an academic institution that you're not just engaged with students you're heavily engaged with business and industry partners to make this vision of connecting these two stronger work talk a little bit more about how you're working with business and industry sure well, we, we love to work with business and industry partners. And in fact, it's critical to higher education, to Chattanooga State in particular, that we understand what the needs of our business community is so that we can build programs and teach our students the skills that they're going to need uh, in order to be successful on the job. So we love the opportunity to collaborate with employers and have conversations about what their individual specific workforce training needs are. And then oftentimes we work with them to develop specific strategies on how to address those needs. And that can be anything from incredibly short-term training programs where we work with uh, local nonprofit partners to help identify high potential candidates that need access to opportunity. Um, I like to, to think of the fact that we have thousands of Chattanoogans that get up and go to work every day uh, that aspire for more. But in order to have more and to get more, many of them need some additional education to prepare them for that. So when we understand what an employer needs, we can help access that talent, provide the education and training that they need and connect them to an employer that uh, can help set them on a path to a family-sustaining wage. I think we have a lot of people that are stuck in low-wage, dead-end, no-growth jobs that, given the opportunity to invest in themselves uh, through an educational opportunity, would take advantage of it as long as they could keep working and earning a wage simultaneously. I think that's great. And one of the things that, you know, just in hearing your conversation today brings to mind is, 
you know how fantastic you all have been at Chattanooga State about being responsive, really meeting with industry and employers, listening to those needs, and then being responsive to creating solutions to meeting those needs. Now, that, that's not a reputation that a lot of higher ed academic institutions have. How do you guys do that? Well, thank you for that recognition, Jenny. It, it is a key priority for us, again, to prove to business that we have the ability to move uh, at the speed of business. And in Chattanooga, we are really unique within the state because on our community college campus, we have an embedded uh, Tennessee College of Applied Technology. It's the only place in the state that operates this way. Uh, and then right in between that, you have our Economic and Workforce Development Division that can go out and number one, listen to companies and figure out what those needs are. And then we understand that those needs are critical to uh, the economic vitality of those businesses. And so it's my goal and my team's goal to make sure that we're responsive and that we're developing solutions that make sense. And then we are very clear that if we don't have the solutions here, we are incredibly well connected throughout the region. And so if it's not us, we are glad to bring in other partners uh, because we believe that uh, it's our collective goal uh, to, to raise the bar for everybody and to create that opportunity. Great. Um, I love it. You know, there are so many different types of businesses that we work with at Bridge Innovate, whether it's, you know, community work like we're doing together or with corporations or nonprofits or um, NGOs, but they're all struggling to listen intently to customers and stakeholders and be adaptive. And it feels like that you guys have really found that momentum that you created a model that works. So talk to us a little bit more. Would you be willing to share with us an example? Um, kind of look under the hood a little bit. Give us an example of what you're doing that's pretty extraordinary there with maybe a specific program that you wanna highlight. Yeah, well, I, I think I can highlight uh, two very specific programs from two unique industries for you. Uh, so, of course, we're proud to have Komatsu uh, located here in Chattanooga, uh, and they make heavy equipment, um, and, and they do a wonderful job. They have been an employer of choice for decades. Uh, and then something happened during the pandemic, and so as their workforce began to age, uh, they were struggling to fill some some of those frontline uh, positions that they had available. Uh, and again, this is a company when people get associated with them, they just don't leave because they enjoy the work there. Uh, but they, they experienced this uh, new phenomenon coming out of COVID. And so we were able to connect uh, with them and, and talk to them about what their strategies were. And they are very uh, committed to their workforce in developing their talent. Uh, and so we worked with them to establish a pre-apprenticeship program for multiple school districts uh, throughout the region so that they can begin working with high school students and preparing them for the work at Komatsu. And of course, uh, that's expanded into an apprenticeship program for them as a whole. Uh, those students see an investment in them from the company. They see a commitment and they get to go behind the curtains and see how the work actually happens. And it's that mutual commitment 
that is leading to positive outcomes for them. Uh, one of the other companies kind of changing industries significantly, and we're very proud of this. Uh, Chambliss Law reached out to us a year ago, uh, a phenomenal law firm uh, that we're, we're happy to be working with. Um, they have incredible paralegals, but as they look to uh, strengthen their bench uh, for their future needs, uh, they had a need to uh, increase uh, paralegals uh, that could come and work with them and learn from their very experienced paralegals currently. And so we talked to them about a strategy of how to be able to attract talent into those roles. Uh, and they agreed that an apprenticeship sounded like an incredible opportunity. So I'm, I'm proud to tell you that in partnership with Chambliss, we established the very first paralegal apprenticeship program in the entire state of Tennessee. And once that was formally announced to the public and the opportunity was posted for applicants, uh, Chambliss was pleased to have over a hundred different people apply uh, for these paralegal opportunities. And they were uh, incredibly pleased with the talent that they brought on as part of the apprenticeship program. And they're doing well in that program and doing well on the job. And so we see it as a strategy that uh, can work really across sectors and in many different occupations. And we would just love to entertain more conversations about how this could help uh, mom and pop shop that only needs one person all the way to a company that may need hundreds. Fantastic. I mean, some of the things I'm hearing you talk about is that um, in terms of the employers that you're partnering with, your, you know, kind of the, the characteristics of these employers are those who are really committed to talent development, engagement, and sort of like excellence, like they want the very best for their people. And it also feels like these employers are committed to culture. You talked about that a little bit, that this is not just a one-time situation they're committed to this talent development culture and then they're looking to organizations like chattanooga state to say and who should be our partners and let's be open to creating things maybe they don't exist today but with the right partner we can be open to creating new solutions so i i sense that you're looking you know the employers who are kind of your best partners are committed to this broader talent development culture open to creativity opening to partnership, kind of structuring of building new solutions. Um, one of the other things that I wanted just to kind of highlight that I heard you just say, and one was this evolution that's happening between higher ed and business, where in the, historically, if you had students coming up through K through 12, going on to higher ed, there was kind of this handoff right? There was this handoff between higher ed over to the employer. Once they became employed by the employer, then, you know, maturity would happen there. I'm seeing a real fusion now of blurring the lines between the symbiotic relationship to say, instead of the handoff, where's the partnership and the speed that comes with that partnership and creating that new solution. Anyway, I'm just so excited about it. This is fantastic news for the, for the workforce. It's fantastic news for employers, and it's great to see the nimbleness and the innovation that's coming out of Chattanooga State. 
Um, is there anything else you want to share with about those programs in particular or anything that you might highlight about some of the unique training program design that you're doing? I, I, I would just say that uh, there, there are opportunities for us to be able to address these challenges. And I think one of the most beautiful things about living in the scenic city in this region in particular is that we're a perfect size to really make an impactful dent in this challenge and lead the way really on a national scale to say we've got innovative solutions. We have committed partners who are uh, willing to hold each other accountable, willing to try new things, break the mold. Um, and, and really make a change. And, and I think uh, it will take that level of commitment in order to get to where we need to go. And I know that we will get there. It's just a matter of how quickly we get there. And see, I think that's a lot of what you bring to the table, your leadership, your optimism, your tenacity, all those are like hidden attributes of success in this program. So thanks for that, Bo. Okay, so continuing on, talk a little bit more about some of the advantages that this new model uh, sort of brings to hiring methods or the new ways of, you know, taking sort of talent and maturing them and actually bringing them into the hiring process. Any, any advantages over the traditional education process versus what you guys were doing? Yeah, I, I think there, again, you're, you're creating access uh, for individuals to be able to begin demonstrating the skills that they're learning in the classroom and labs. So they're being able to take theory and hands-on practice and make it applicable in the workplace. Uh, of course, we've all read the reports uh, over the years of employers saying, hey, we don't think recent graduates are uh, employment ready for whatever reason. There's communication issues, there's teamwork, cooperation, et cetera. An apprenticeship is an incredible way to bring someone in early and help mold and demonstrate those skills and expectations that you're going to have of them. It's not lowering the bar, but it makes it uh, a mutual experience for those individuals to uh, come in and be a part of it. The last analogy that I'll give on this that I hope maybe will resonate with somebody, uh, as you said at the beginning, I have two boys. They love playing soccer. And so I just can't imagine telling my kids that they would have to go to soccer practice for two to four years and just practice before they were ever allowed to play in a game. And in order to play in the game, they had to go interview with all the local coaches who would say, Boston and Hunter, uh, I see you have all this practice. Have you ever applied it to a game? No, I haven't, Coach, because I've been trying to get ready to get in front of you so that I could interview to get in the game. Doesn't make a lot of sense in sports, and I think we can help close that gap in employment and education, too. Yeah, I think that the beauty of the apprentice model is that you you have the environment of learning 
and then sort of the responsibility and accountability of execution and sort of it's that you know but within a safe environment right so that we know that you're developing we know that you're learning and you know in the in the historic realm that was what every training organization was challenged with how do we create something in context how do we create something that really ignites people's passion to go back and apply the learning well the great thing about an apprenticeship is you just connected the two right and so you've solved that problem and so love the fact that the apprenticeships are flourishing with your leadership and that there's great impact going on anything else that you would share uh, with our audience as i'm going to invite our audience it's live today if they have questions to post them in the chat but anything else that you'd like to share with the uh the folks who are struggling with building a, a community that's filled with a skilled workforce. Any, any other advice? Yeah, I would just say I, I have the pleasure of talking to a lot of business leaders, a lot of HR leaders. Uh, we, we had a great meeting, in fact, uh, three weeks ago with a local company that uh, is doing incredibly well in spite of the, uh, the pandemic, the economy, et cetera. And the business owner's comment to me was, Bo, why don't more, more business owners engage Chattanooga State in the work that you do? I had no idea these resources were even available. What can I do to help spread the word? So I guess my, my call to action would be put us to the test. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation. We are here to help as part of the state of Tennessee uh, as residents in the region, we really want to help every business be successful. Uh, so put us to the test. Love it. Love the challenge. I mean, the fastest way to know is to don't ask, right? So, That's right. A great invitation for employers. It doesn't cost anything to have a conversation. Um, and how would people reach out to you, Bo, if they did want to have that conversation, if they wanted to be in touch? Sure, probably two great ways. Uh, number one, of course, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Bo Drake, uh, and that's B-O-D-R-A-K-E. Uh, email address at, uh, at work here is bo.drake at chattanoogastate.edu. Uh, of course, and I, I'm never afraid to take your phone call either. So if you want to call me directly, that number is 423 697 2606. Well, it's just been our pleasure having you with us today. It's inspiring to see all the creativity and all the innovation coming out of Chat State and addressing the workforce of the future, the partnerships you're building with industry and employers. When you think about what you've been through and what you're leading, any advice? We always ask our guests one last question on advice, and that is, what best advice do you have for other leaders in the arena today? Well, Jenny, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today um, and, and to kind of share this message. I, I think my advice is the same as uh, anyone who's ever started a business. The first step's the hardest, but you have to take the first step. And so this is all about action. I don't know that there's a perfect solution or a perfect path, but that first step is so critical. Uh, take it and, and let's see what kind of magic we can make. Well said. Thanks for inspiring us today. And I hope to see all of you back again next month for our next Leaders in the Arena. Thanks so much, Bo. See you. Thank you, Jenny. Bye now.
Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Leaders in the Arena. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe to Bridge Innovate on YouTube to be notified when new episodes release. We also ask that you share this episode with anyone else who'd be interested in hearing from these leaders. Leaders in the Arena is hosted by Bridge Innovate. Learn more about us at bridgeinnovate.com. And while you're there, register to join an upcoming live recording to the podcast for free. See you next time and stay innovative.